Thank you for choosing Miniaturist of Baptist Church podcast. We hope you benefit from this message. If you'd like to learn more about Miniaturist of Baptist Church, please visit our website at miniaturistachurch.org. Consider it and always to be gentle toward everyone. 
Okay? So what do you think a word might be there that we might want to put in that next blank? To slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. What do you think? Gentle. That's close. What? Peaceful. No, actually he's right. You know, I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to bother him a little bit. All right, amen. So, all right, it is gentle. And then, then peaceable could fit in there, too. So, are we always gentle? What? Come on, church. Are we always gentle? No. We're not always gentle. Sometimes we're not very gentle at all. Sometimes we're just completely rude, obnoxious, you know? But that's not how God calls us to be. He calls us to be gentle. Amen. Love one another. We sang that. Man, we were singing the song. Love one another. You know, we want to love one another. Amen? How do we love one another? By the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me, I can love others. I love through my spirit. I don't love through my flesh because my flesh don't love anybody. Amen? The only one it loves is right here. My flesh loves me. But by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me, I can love I can look at you, Mike, and I can say, I love you, man. So, you know, and you say, oh, man, I, I love you. But I mean, but it's because of the Holy Spirit that lives in us, I can say that I love you. You know, man. All right. So, gentle. Gentle was the correct answer, Robin. Thank you. All right. Proverbs 14, 29. Whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays follies. Hmm. Whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. What do you think the word might be there? Patient. 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 I I tried to lean on that patient. I said, whoever is patient, you know, but they didn't pick up on it. All right, okay, here we go. All right. The fourth one is from Proverbs 3, 5. In Proverbs 18.2, I think we got it in the bulletin, 18.12, but I, I messed up. It was 18.2, okay? So, let's read Proverbs 3.5, says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Hmm. Proverbs 18.2 says, Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. How quick do you like to air our own opinion about things? I'm pretty quick at it sometimes. Sometimes, well, there's no saying about opinions, but I won't share them here. It's not the proper place, but fools find no pleasure in understanding but delight in airing your own opinions. So what do you think the answer to this blank is? Understanding, understanding. (laughs) Amen? It's understanding. (sighs) Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We have to trust in Him. We have to trust in the Spirit, the Spirit that leads, that guides, that directs us the way that we should go. Because if we follow the flesh, we will be led astray. Amen? Okay. Second Corinthians 13.11 Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, strive for full restoration, 
encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Amen. How are you doing in these areas that you just went over? How are you all doing in these areas? That's all I like come from South. Are you going to say that? How are you all doing? <laughs> how, how are you doing? I mean, this is a self-examination day, maybe. Am I doing real good in a lot of these areas? You know what? But anyway, so what do you think the blank for this one might be? We are called to be... Huh? What? Peaceful. Peaceful is the right answer. Okay. Peaceful. We're called to be peaceful. There's one more that I did, and it's uh, Colossians 3, 12, and 17. Do you have that one, Andrew? Okay. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Scott, this sounds like what you were just talking about there a little bit ago, doesn't it? So we're just getting, a, we're getting another uh, dose of it here. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. What's the answer to that one? Love. Love? Do I have an answer to that? I don't. You know what? This is a challenge for you guys. I want you to go home and I want you to read that scripture and I want you to fill in the blanks with what you think the scripture says to you. Is that fair? How many of you will do that? How many are going to do it? Can you show a hand? Bob, you going to do it? Ed? Alright, we got to go home and we got to read Colossians 3, 12 through 17 and then we got to answer that box for ourselves. So that, that's the challenge for you today. Okay? Alright, amen. <laughs> Paul says that there is only one body, right? But unity does not just happen. We have to work at it. We must be intentional and we must be determined about it. Often differences among people can lead to division, but this should not be true with the church. Amen? There should be no division in the church because we're one body, one Christ, one God. We're all in unity together for one thing, right? So if we're all focused on Christ and His church, we should all be in unity with one another. And then there should be no divisions. Amen? Now, you might like red carpet better than you like green carpet or you might like purple carpet better than you like black carpet. But seriously, there should be no division between us. If we are the body of Christ, there should be no division. So I say that often differences, people can lead to division, but this should not be true with the church. Instead of what divides us, we should remember and focus on what unites us. Amen? What unites us? Yes, sir. God. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? He unites us. These are one in body. One in spirit, one in hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God. Amen? If we 
people claim to be Christians, these are the qualities that we must dispel and have. If people claim to be Christians, these are the qualities. People are watching our lives out there. People are watching the lives here. Amen? And here's a question. Do I have that? Can they see Christ in you? When you're out and about, maybe in the public, when you're in different places, even in the church, do people see Christ in you? And how well are you doing as his representative? Those are good questions for all of us, you know. We all fall short of the glory of God, amen? But we continue to seek and to be intentional and to be determined about being one in body, one in life, and spirit, and being that representative that God wants us to be. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to build unity. That's what the Holy Spirit can help do, is build unity. He leads, but we have to be willing to be led and to do our part in keeping peace. Amen? He can't make us do it, but He can help us do it. Amen? We want Him and not on our own understanding. You may ask, how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we keep peace and unity? We do that by focusing on God and others and not on ourselves. Amen? Forgive us, God, for the times that we don't put others and you ahead of us. And we're going to have a communion here in a little bit. We're going to share communion. But I think God really wants to and needs to prepare us to be able to come to share the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that was sacrificed for us and then so that our sins could be forgiven. So I'm going to talk a little bit about communion. Communion, what does communion mean? What does the Last Supper mean? What's the Last Supper? What is the Last Supper? Jesus met with his disciples in the upper room. Okay. And Jesus met with his disciples. Okay, that's right. The early church remembered, the early church remembered that Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper on the night of the Passover meal. You remember the Passover in the Old Testament? What did they do? That's right. Amen. They did that. And the old church remembers that. Just as Passover celebrated freedom from slavery in Egypt, the Lord's Supper celebrates deliverance from sin by Christ's death. Amen? So we have to really think about communion and, and what it represents. It represents our freedom from sin, from the bondage of sin. But it cost Christ his life. His body, His blood was shed for us so that we could have forgiveness of our sins. So when we come, when we come forward, it, you know, on, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, He took bread, He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
So we have to remember, when we take that bread, it's representing God's body that was broken for us. Amen. And he said, in the same way after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, he, let me go wrong. The scripture goes wrong a little bit here. And it says, so then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of our Lord. Hmm. I think sometimes we, you know, we get so religious and so great that we forget about what we're really doing. We just do it out of religious whatever. But every time we take that blood and that blood of Christ, we should remember what, what he did for us and what it cost him. And yet the joy and the freedom that we have by it. And then we've been set free because we have no hope. We have no hope without Jesus Christ. But because of what he did, we have true freedom. And I don't know about you, uh, that's joyful. Amen? My joy comes from the Lord. Amen? But it says, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. Sky, you know, coming up. So we're going to take a couple of minutes before we receive the elements. Sky's going to play. Now, I really want you to search your hearts. Go deep down inside. Maybe I don't even have to go that deep. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Minnetrista Baptist Church is a community of Christ followers who value preaching and teaching scripture, biblical obedience, community, prayer, and evangelism. If you'd like to learn more about Minnetrista Baptist Church, please visit our website at minnetristachurch.org and come by for a Sunday morning service. We'd love to meet you.